Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I swear to God, this was like in slow motion. I dive out of the way as he just shits all over the bed. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've heard my mom talk about her sex life to me like three times. As far as I know, they've had sex four times and it resulted in four children. My parents are openly talking about it all the time. It's disgusting. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee Poder. My mother is a cougar sex expert and the world's oldest living millennial and my son is a stand-up comic mime and clown together we chat about sex why do we do it mom we want to shed a little light on the subject of sex we want to break down the barriers between what parents and their adult children or young children can talk about and we want to give you a laugh while doing so a little a little sex tip so do we say sex tip in a sex tip You'll find out some sex tips in this co- upcoming episode, but let's talk about some housekeeping first. No, no, I want to talk about this episode first. Can oh, we talk about it yeah, first? Yeah, let's just go right into it. We have Matt on the show. Matt is literally, I think he's going to set the Guinness Book of Records for seducing straight men. He is bisexual. He he doesn't really love labels. We get into that. He lives, he, with, a, he lives with a man. He lives with a man. He is so smart and so funny. It... The, it when we have guests like this on, it makes for a tremendous episode because we, we get to learn a lot and we get to enjoy it. He tells us the hilarious stories. I mean, Those, in this episode, oh my God. I, we I, chat I, about the dangers of anal and he explains why they, what yeah. could happen from that. Yes. Uh, we, we actually get to call his parents at the end of the, the episode and get their take on him coming out. Which and, is going to be maybe a new feature on the show. I think I like doing this. It, it's phenomenal. And uh, we just have such a good chat with him. And when we, we actually, we d- couldn't stop talking with him. We kept talking uh, and created a bonus, a little 10 minute bonus episode uh, that you can see on our Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. And that's all about, the, you know, the stigma, what it's like to, to, to be bisexual and go on dates with a, a, either a woman or a man and feel a stigma associated with either side. Well, also the way the gay community re- views him versus in the heterosexual community. He doesn't. He feels lonely because he doesn't fit into any particular community. So that's kind of interesting. But what Patreon is, in case you guys don't know, it's a platform where you make a small donation to us each month and therefore helps Cam actually eat. <laughs> and th- and also it allows for us to be part of uh, the same community and we can message each other and you can support what we do here because we don't get any real money anywhere else. And we also wanted to thank you guys for all of your ratings and reviews on the iTunes store. That is another way to really help our show. We have one, a recent one from Geminica. Oh, who actually came on the came show. On the show, I love Geminica. So that I think that episode is called uh, "Let's Make Sex Great Again." Yes, it is. If you want to check it out, but this uh, her subject line is love five stars. She said, "I'm in awe of the true conversations that happen on this show. The fact that you've created this is, ama- is amazing. I love that both of you are truly yourselves, and it just works." Wow, thank you, Jim. That, that was is really sweet very, of her very doing. sweet. And coming from her, that's a huge compliment because she's got a great podcast. Jim and Nico also has an awesome podcast that just came out called Trauma Queen, T R A U M A Queen. And check it out. She's she's her. awesome. Yeah, check it out. Um, we love chatting with you guys, and so we do that on on our Monday episodes. It's called the morning after show, and uh, that's where we get to respond to your comments and questions that and you leave us on our voicemail or text message. Uh, thread yes text mom that's our number yes text mom just type it into your phone give us a call it's a little hotline and uh, we also have merch on our store we have an awesome t-shirt so get it there's a context going on right now where it for our show you can participate just by texting us what you think are the name of our group of like funny followers is should be called. And we don't want to call it the whack pack because we're stealing from Howard Stern. But you These get are the, the people the that idea. contribute regularly to our show uh, that we want to give a name to. So when one, we say contribute, we mean they, they call in and like one of them, one of our main whack packers is Mr. Bean. He calls in and sings little, little songs to us about um, pop. They're hilarious. They're, okay. 
you guys got the, you get the, you get the gist he wanted to call this thing the masturbation nation right yeah but i think it, i i, I want to pull I more think ideas we could do better so we have a t-shirt that has a cougar with my face on it and a mime with cam's face on it and it is hilarious t-shirt we're going to give a t-shirt out to the most creative person uh, that comes up with a name for our new whack pack but what it's got to be in the united states though Yes, Sorry. you have to be Sorry in the United that. States. Sorry about that. Okay, uh, I think that's all we have to announce. Um, I, I think you're going to enjoy this experience. He he really is an open book. He, uh, he also, on his way out, asked if I if I ever want to experiment for the no, first time with men. No, he did You didn't hear that? No, I wanted to go into the bathroom then. He said, uh, if I ever want to experiment he with men. He hit on you? No, it wasn't. A, it was actually he was more of like a, you. a genuine offer. That's hitting on you, Cam. Well, if he relax. wasn't interested, then he wouldn't have hit on you. Why are you making this a bigger deal than it actually this is? This is a hilarious thing. Like this the, is, you have now been hit on by... Uh, some of the guests that come on the show you hit on me. transgender porn star. You got uh, I got all a, the, the a whole porn spectrum. star of my, that's my clone. Straight, bisexual, you, you have trans. Females of all ages. I'm, I'm very flattered you, by this. Now you got the bisexual. Yeah. No one hits on me, Cam. Yeah, right. <laughs> Get out of here with that <laughs> shit. Anyway, let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the queers and the straights and the bisexuals. Enjoy. And the thing called love. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you. I love that you, you came prepared with notes, which means that this is going to be an incredible discussion. Or it means I'm anal retentive, <laughs> which will not be the first anal comment that is brought up today. So oh, I'm, man, I'm we're starting out with a bang, aren't we? Oh, we'll end with a bang. We'll see about the start. <laughs> so we, we're excited to have you. I don't think we've had anyone who has identified as bisexual on the show. Any men or anyone in general? I don't think anyone on the show, anyone in the show. See, and this is why, by awareness uh, day, which I think was a few weeks ago or was it by visibility there are a lot of by blank days <laughs> um and that's why it's so important to come so we can come out of the woodwork yeah so come you're on not out. you're not poly you're bi yes and not pan well, you're not pansexual yeah. you might be pansexual i guess here's the thing is i as most people in the sex positive world i don't necessarily love to label myself i think when i was Exploring more years ago, I, I was more comfortable with bi just because it was a matter. A poly and pan hadn't really come out in the out of the depths as much as they have these days, and it just kind of seemed, oh well, I'm interested in men and women bisexual. Um, but in terms of poly, like I've never hooked up with someone who's trans, and it's absolutely something I would be open to if oh. I was attracted to them. I thought the energy was right, so I guess it's a matter of you know, I I, I do I appreciate queer. I like queer. I'm not straight. I'm not gay. I just kind of. Do, do what and whoever thing. I want. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. You're Matt. I'm, I am Matt. That's awesome. Well, we're very excited to have you. When did you realize that you're following this alternative lifestyle in a way? Um, so when I was 18, the summer after I graduated from high school, one of my good friends kind of seduced me at summer camp. Wait, first of all, were you in, had you been involved with women up until yeah. 18? Yeah, I had exclusively dated and, and slept with women. Um, so and you're not that, a gold star. No, I'm not. No, I'm what not, is the gold star? Oh, a gold star gay is a guy that's never uh, sl- touched a vagina, whereas a platinum gay is someone that was um, birthed through a C-section, so they literally have never touched any <laughs> vagina. <laughs> so no, oh I, I'm, I'm very far from the gold and platinum star. That version. is hilarious. Yeah. I've never heard those before. But uh, yeah, so I ended up having this encounter with a friend, and I, I had been very drunk, and spent the rest of the summer pretending not to remember it, because I was feeling really conflicted, and I, I had enjoyed it, but I wasn't really sure what that meant. So you didn't have gay vibes at all before that point? Uh, you'll have to ask other people. I definitely, before my, my voice uh, cracked, or before my voice dropped, I definitely had a voice a little bit like this. <laughs> um, no, you know, I think there had always been, you know, I had always been very into musical theater, and I had always, there had always been elements to me that seemed kind of out of the norm for the heteronormative males that I was, you know, going to school with. Did, did you like Cher and other Madonna, people like that? And Cher and what? Madonna. No, no, not. Uh, my boyfriend now is much more into the the divas than I am. I'm, le- I'm learning through him, which I appreciate the, <laughs> the glimpse into. But yeah, no, I'd, I'd only slept with women. And then after this encounter, I, I went to college for four years. And when I was in school, I was only sleeping with women as well. Um, and with the exception of about once a year, I'd be in the same place as that first guy I'd, oh, I'd wow. hooked up with. And we would kind of experiment and take it a bit further every time. Same and, time next year? 
Yeah, actually, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I, I always wanted to have one of those same time next year experiences. Yeah, it, it was special. You know, we were. It was kind of something he had. He was more experienced than I was with men, and I kind of was taking his lead. But he ended up being the first guy I slept with, like six or seven years after that first night. Um, actually, out here in L.A. when he oh was visiting. Um, but yeah, but when I was in college, I was only dating and sleeping with women, and even at that point, wasn't really interested in anything else. It was more along the lines of like I. Occasionally, I would, I would watch some like bisexual threesome porn, and I would be intrigued by it. But I think for me, it was always a matter of even then, you know, it was it was binary to a degree. It was gay or you were straight, and I just felt well, I'm attracted to women. I like dating women, so maybe this is just like a fluke. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't and until I really experimenting. Yeah, and then, you know, as I started getting more comfortable with the idea of well, I don't have to fit so neatly into this one category. Oh, wow. Um, but really, it wasn't until I moved out to LA about eight years ago that I started really experimenting. And, you know. When you're in college, I was in the frat. There are always people watching around that know you. You can't really go anywhere here. I just there was opportunity. Right, right. Um, and they're very open to it here too. <laughs> extremely. <Yeah. laughs> can, can how you, old are you now? I'm 31. Okay. You, can you tell me about that first experience? Like how? Do, I feel like if someone came on to me, I would be like, uh, like unless I was like very attracted to this person, which I think on a fluke that would happen with a guy for me. Right. Um, it, it was insidious in a way. So we we were very drunk in the parking lot. It was like all, it's like a, a, a real meatballs moment, or like a wet hot American summer. We were all drinking in the parking lot. It was a few weeks or a few days before the kids came, and my friend who I was sharing a cabin with comes up. He goes, "You seem like you're really drunk," and I, I was embarrassed. I was like, "Oh, no, am, I, am I embarrassing myself?" And he's like, "Why don't we go back to the cabin?" I'm like, "Okay, great." And so we go back, and he's like, uh, "You know, you'll feel a lot better if you have a shower." I was like, "Oh, you know, a shower sounds really." Appealing right now. So <laughs> You're just following the lead. I got in the not? shower and then he got in behind me. And, and I was you like, dropped the soap. No. no. <laughs> um, I got behind me and he was getting hard and I kind of got a little hard. And he's like, so you've never experimented before? And I said, no. And he says, do you want to try? I was like, and you know, like I, I don't know if it was just the drinking. or He, he, he was a very good looking guy, you know, objectively. Um, and I guess I just kind of, you know, the inhibitions I would have had had I been sober had dropped away. And I said, sure. And so, you know, we, we jerked each other off and then he went to try to <laughs> blow me. And I was like, yeah, hold, let's, let's pull the reins. I'm, I'm not quite with there. The experimenting. Yeah. The, the next summer is when we got to Wait, that. Wait, did you feel like weird or uncomfortable or excited when you were jerking him I was, off? I felt excited. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe uh, it was him jerking you off. It, both of us. <laughs> both so, of us kissing and jerking each other off in the shower. Prior to this, had you had any fantasies about men or... No, again, I think it was just a matter of like, oh, well, I like women and I'm attracted to women. Like, yeah. I remember watching porn thinking like, oh, that's a nice looking dick. Um, but like, not necessarily like, oh, I want to get my lips around it. So, I, no, uh, no again, I, I think, you know, society has so much pressure on you to kind of follow this heteronormative. That, yeah. you know, there was just never even a matter. I, I'm sure subconsciously I did. And I think I really squashed that down. I don't think I ever allowed myself the benefit. And exactly. again, just because I had had interest in musical theater and other things before, it had been something that had been brought up. Like, I, I'd definitely been called a fag before when I was in middle school. What? Yeah, because my, my voice, I had a lisp. So I had a <laughs> lisp and I had a high voice before it changed. Um, and so I think probably any chance of me being comfortable with my sexuality early on was erased by the stigma of, oh, well, you know, gays are this other and they're people that are teased. And why sure. would I ever open myself up to yeah. that? Where, where did you live at the time? Um, uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh, Arizona. I mean, so I, I also was called gay growing up just because I... Who called you gay? You remember this girl that I was very oh, close with? Oh, that she it was just gay? like in uh, seventh grade or something. Yeah. For no it's, reason. No reason. But I was also involved in musical theater. I, I don't fit into the male heteronormative, you know... I took every picture Blame. of her out of your bar mitzvah montage. Revenge. <laughs> Re- that was the revenge. Jewish I was, mother I was, revenge. I was not about to put that on t- on a screen. <laughs> yeah, it, and so I could imagine. You know, I, I feel very similar to you that it is kind of black and white for me. It's like it's still like no, I am only with women, and that's that's it. But I could imagine if I didn't have this like this cultural. social, yeah, yeah, this cultural like stigma in my head it would i kind of would i would also experiment more probably yeah i mean it was something that i remember hang around with matt and you'll be experimenting (laughs) (laughs) let's take a shower yeah (laughs) get some jack daniels in here well i remember my sophomore year i was reading a book in which a character had his first gay experience and my entire body started shaking oh wow Um, just and like I, i had never experienced anything like that where i think it was just it was i think it was me being turned on and then 
being afraid of what that meant and my mm. body kind of fighting it. So rather than just like getting hard, it was just like, it, it was bizarre. Like my full body was tremoring for about five or 10 minutes. Oh, wow. Um, I, I've had, I've <laughs> had that before, not with men, but with women uh-huh. where I'm like, what? This is, maybe I felt uncomfortable being attracted to this person or I don't know what was going on there. I just think in general, there's a lot of experimenting going on with any male or female. I just remember, I mean, I had like, I read erotica about a le- uh, two a lesbian gangbang or whatever. I don't, I don't know. It wasn't a gangbang, obviously. It was just all women. And I remember getting turned on by that. I mean, and I tried kissing a girl, like I said on the last podcast, it didn't work. But, <laughs> you know, I just think there's a lot of experimenting going on. It does not, like, I don't know. I don't know if it really means anything. Yeah, I mean, I I don't necessarily regret anything. I, I look back on all my experiences and I'm just very grateful they got me to where I am now. I Which do, is what? Oh, no, just just in general, every experience. No, I mean like like you're in a relationship now. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I'm in a successful relationship. and With a guy. With a guy. My first long-term relationship ever. My first relationship with a guy ever. I, as oh, I wow. say, I'll do anything once for three years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but something I appreciate about, you know, high school kids and college kids now is they are so much more comfortable with their sexuality and kind of not feeling like they need to fit into these neat little boxes. And I wonder what my life would have been like had I felt so freed and liberated from that. Um, And again, I don't regret that I, we're always going to look back in the next generation and feel some mix of envy and disgust. Mostly envy. Um, (laughs) Wait, if you broke up, God forbid, because I know you're in a very healthy, normal relationship, but if you broke up, would you date and be with a woman? Could you ever see that happen? Oh, yeah. It's, I, it's, it really does come down to the person. I mean, so I'm in an open relationship, which was something we established right when we started dating. And a lot of that comes to being bisexual. I don't feel right saying, oh, I'm never going to sleep with a member of the opposite sex again if I'm dating someone. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, it's something, it took me a long time to build up to being this comfortable. And that was something that when we started dating, when I realized it was going to become serious, I said, look, if we're going to date, this is something that I am going to need from the relationship. And luckily, he was accommodating. I mean, there was no hesitation. He agreed immediately. Oh, wow. Does he venture outside and, and also sleep with women? or No. no. He, uh, he, is, he is a gold star gay. I, <laughs> oh, for, he is a gold star. For my 30th birthday, begged him uh, to have a threesome with me and a girl, and he oh, refused. He, he got me a lovely gift. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> So when, when you were suggesting that to him, is the rule that you can't hook up with other guys but women are on the table oh no i, I can hook up with anyone anyway. i'd like i mean within reason like i don't sleep with his friends right um, and right. i don't tend to sleep with people with exes uh just because that can get messy and i mean we, we definitely have rules in place the, the primary rule is that we either ask for permission beforehand or we just tell each other immediately after oh interesting that's why has there ever been a time when when you hooked up with someone and you're like hey i hooked up with this person he was like fuck that, that sucks um we've we've gotten into a few arguments is we haven't gotten to arguments we've definitely had a few disagreements over some things like i there was a point where i was doing it a bit more regularly than i think he liked Um, Uh i think he was kind of feeling unappreciated which was fair um essentially was he was leaving town a lot and he was saying every time i'm out of town it feels like you're sleeping Mm. with someone else yeah i can see that which is Um, true too yes and so I (laughs) i think that was also in the early days of the relationship so i think as we've gotten closer and as you know the three years have passed we feel comfortable with each other what I tell him is, look, I don't care who you sleep with as long as I'm the one you want to lie next to at the end of the day. Aww. Aww. So what's the deal with sex in your life? Like, wh- wh- <laughs> what is, for you know, for me, obviously, for the podcast, it's like sex is very much an outgrowth of my emotional connection with someone, it, at least for now. Oh, that sounds so nice. Well, what's that like? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have no I, idea. No, I'm just kidding. So if for, I am open to experimenting. I just, you know, I haven't been comfortable enough to actually do it yet. So, I, no, I shouldn't say that. I've experimented with it. I haven't had the greatest experiences with, like, casual sex. Um, anyway, I'm interested to, to see what intrigues you about sex and where it fits into your life in this way. Well, I know a lot of people kind of have a difficulty separating sex and intimacy. And yeah. I think my, the way I view it is I have more of a trouble, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? It was just in my head. I have trouble linking them, I suppose, where for me, the, I can definitely have intimate sex, but for me, the act of sex is something I more enjoy as an activity. And I do like feeling a connection to someone. I mean, mm. I've definitely had more random sex where it's been a matter of, you're hot, I'm hot, let's do this, and then bye. I mean, I do not remember the name of everyone I've slept with. By wow. any when you say sleep with, can you be more definitive? I mean, does that mean just jerking each other off, or does that mean like <laughs> no, full-out anal sex? I'm, I'm, 
penetrative sex for the most part. Um, I mean, oral definitely pops up in nice and as well. Uh, oh, the, equating was the word. I have difficulty equating intimacy and sex. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with, I mean, I grew up in the age where like American Pie was a big box office hit. And that was kind of the message that was being passed on. Like, oh, true red-blooded American males have sex. It doesn't have to mean anything, but that's how you're cool. And I, I don't agree with that at all. But I'm glad I, you said that, though, because that's exactly the, the sentiment that I think that Cam's felt pressure from, mainly from me. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but it is true that especially my generation was all about the men are always going to want sex. And they need to have sex as much as possible. And the women are supposed to not want to have sex as much as the men. And you're supposed to go be a, like one kid when I was uh, teach, teaching a book class said, my dad told me, and this is like in fourth grade, you're a hunter, go out and get some. That's the, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the, uh, the sentiment. And, and it's super unhealthy for the most part. I, I, I think that had an effect on the way I viewed sex initially where it was a matter of, you know, you're going to go out, you're going to prove your masculinity. That's not the mindset I'm in anymore, but... I do find that sex is something I enjoy as an activity mm. and I don't feel apologetic about it. Uh-huh. So it's not it's not driven by like a conquest now. No. It's or, or like an ego thing. It's more like, hey, I, this is a very pleasurable activity and you know, I'm going to engage in it when I feel comfortable doing so. Like yeah. like a good massage. Yeah, and I think it took me a long time to reconcile that because I think for a long time it was part of an ego thing, a matter of you know, I, I, and I think yeah, I wasn't necessarily the most popular kid being called fag in middle school and growing <laughs> up. And I, so I think there's always that need to want to be desired and accepted and to be congratulated. And I feel like sex is such a way of feeling all of those things where you were attractive enough to as a person physically or mentally or however totally. to bring that person in and want to have... And, for me, it's, it comes down to desire. I want that person to want to sleep with me. I think that was more mm, along the lines. That's a big turn on for you. Um, yeah, it's absolutely a turn yeah. on. But then I realized on top of that, sex is just something I really enjoy and that I think I'm good at. Hmm. Um, and like, you know, some people have video games as a hobby. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have sex as often <laughs> as people play video games. No, but it's, um, I truly do enjoy the act of sex as well outside of just what it means on an emotional, subconscious or mental level. So the fir- the former the the like you want to feel desired is that still a driver for you to have sex uh, oh it's a, that never really goes away yeah i mean i think everyone at their base desires being desired yeah yeah totally 11 minutes here we go this is we had a, bl- a book club uh about this book so can we Whatever. lighten this up a little and get yes. into with funny crazy stories because that is how i got you on this podcast <laughs> i'm at a party i meet matt he starts telling me these stories, and I'm like, oh, my God, I got to get him on the podcast. He is hilarious. These are stories that not only would you never tell your mother, I don't know how you could even have had them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, do we dive into the one I know you want me to talk yes. about first? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're going to go off the deep end right now. We are. So I was in San Francisco earlier this year for my best friend's engagement party, um, staying with another friend. And my friend who I was staying with, we were supposed to go out that night, and he wasn't feeling well. So he dropped me off, and I went out by myself. So, you know, if you're going to go out alone in San Francisco, I recommend going to the Castro, because people are very welcoming there. What is it called? The Castro, just the, the gay okay. district of uh, San Francisco. We're going to have to get affiliate with the Castro. Um, so long story short, it's the end of the night, and I have been making out with this very tall flight attendant from New Zealand all night. And This he, is a male? This is a male. Yeah. Uh, and he invites me back to his hotel room, and I say, sure. So we go back. Um, he <laughs> goes into the bathroom to prepare. And this is like, uh, we can talk about this at length later. We've talked about preparation. Well, this is, this is something that's been a very big transition for me being in a, a gay relationship. So it's like a water bottle thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he is behind closed doors and he is doing his thing very demurely. He comes out and we're getting started and we're you know, about to have sex and I'm wearing a condom and I get in there and he's, Saying like, oh, something kind of feels not right. Pull out for a second. And I pull out and I just hear oh. a sound. Oh. I, I swear to God, this was like in slow motion. I dive out of the way as he just shits all over the bed. <laughs> like, you've seen The Shining when the, the elevator doors open and the blood is coming out. Imagine oh. that. Oh, shit. And well, because because of the, the douching process, you're putting water up there. So it was just like a watery, you know, run, save yourself. It, it felt like I was in the middle of Dante's Peak. Um, oh my god so where, did you, our, where did you run to so, well i ran to the bathroom initially because he feels you know he's so meanwhile you're naked too you I'm can't naked. run out and, of the and, door and, and like and honestly i'm trying not to laugh because i find it so funny because like it's not it's not on me so i feel like i have dodged a bullet so i can 
appreciate the situation. And he, of course, is mortified, and I empathize with that. I, I felt so terrible for him in the moment. So he's really embarrassed. And I'm like, well, you, gotta do, you can't just leave that there. We have to call room service. And he's like, well, I'm not allowed to have someone in my room. Like he, <laughs> The business was paying for his room. And he's like, but he was too mortified. So I had to call room service to have them bring up fresh sheets and then go hide in the bathroom when they were coming up. Oh, my God. But they, four they people wouldn't, from room service. So then they wouldn't take the sheets away. They just brought a trash bag. So we just put them in the trash bag and like, Wait, put them in the corner. Wait, who wouldn't take them away? The, the person that came up with the fresh sheets refused to take the dirty sheets. <laughs> so they, they looked at the sheets and were like, fuck no. that. Fuck I'm that. getting no, the garbage so, bag. No job yeah, so, is worth this. So <laughs> by this point, it's like 3 a.m. And I cannot call my friend to come stay with him because he is sick and he's asleep. So I am stuck here. And so oh I, I, I had, so I had to spend the night. Did it smell Wait, like shit all night? night? I had nowhere to go. My friend was asleep. I couldn't. Oh, it was no. 3 a.m. I couldn't call someone. You stayed in the shit room. Like we changed the sheets and we just kind of... We slept, and I left very early the next morning. <laughs> you couldn't pretend that... It, uh, couldn't you just open the door and stick a bag outside the door? I, 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 we put it in the bathroom. We put the bag in the bathroom. I, I still couldn't wait, handle the, it. Wait, wait, the, ba- the, the, the bag of shitty sheets, yeah. The, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh, okay, the room service attendant mm-hmm. did not take the no, shitty sheets. not they take the shitty sheets. They just gave the bag to you and yep. said, have fun. <laughs> Fuck that guy! Yeah. What are you? Why are you blaming that guy? Would you? I I would see. Oh, this is this is a guest. He needs to get the shit sheets out of here. And this is how I met my boyfriend, by the way. Oh wait, no, what? I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. Kidding. Oh my god. No. So um, yes, I believe that was the story. That, that was holy shit. I, uh, holy shit! Holy here sh- comes the shit hey. references. This is the second uh, episode in a row where there's mm-hmm. been a shit storm after an anal. Anal yeah. uh, watering or whatever, and you call and these we've things. talked to anal experts, the pleasure mechanics, who said that the feces don't lie in the the rectum, whatever, the anal opening or whatever, the rectum. They go all they they're usually up. Yeah, so I can how, attest to this. So how? I, I guess. So where does it go wrong? Well, how does that happen? <laughs> I, I, you know, I didn't really stay long enough to, to compare notes the next morning. <laughs> I, uh, well, the best part is that then the engagement party was the next day, and my phone died. He didn't have an iPhone charger, so I had to oh. walk to the outdoor park where this engagement party was. Wait, talk about a walk of shame. In my clothes from the night before, <laughs> my friends have been like, "Where the hell have you been? <laughs> Why are you covered with shit?" No, I, I showered so many times. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, that, so that's probably that's probably been my worst. The shit hit the fan story. story. Wait, so the wasn't weren't the shit sheets in the bathroom? <laughs> in the bathroom. So were you in showering? With, they were there. Were you showering? No, no, no. It, was, it, it was a big bathroom. Okay, it was but a nice. It hotel. was in a bag. It's a nice hotel. They with can't a, take with the shit. Terrible, sheet. terrible customer service. You should use leave a Yelp review saying. Well, I will. I will remember. I can't. I, he's pretending he was the only one in there. Remember. <laughs> You can't leave a Yelp review. They will not take your shit sheets. Because yeah, you might be charged for sheets. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I need to tell like a story that doesn't have a terrible ending now to like make no, up. That, it, that, it's not kind, all, no, it's those are so the kind of stories I, that I love. I, I am curious. You said you hit a record recently. <laughs> this was last year. And unfortunately, this year is not looking like I'm following suit. Um, last year was my record for giving straight guys their first gay experience. Wow. Wow. That could be a little niche for you. Um, you know, there, there there is a thrill to it. You and could probably be hired to do this. Actually, yeah. Think about that. Uh, I feel a little uh, okay. All yeah, right, a little prostitution. You know, I, 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 I just do it for love. You know, not for the money. I do it. Um, <laughs> it's the joy of the game. Or community service. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's you know, it's not something I set out to do. And these situations all happened very casually and nearly accidentally. All right. So the first was actually a friend of my ex girlfriend, um, who um, she's one of my best friends. We're still very close and. I just always got the sense he was being very flirtatious with me. Like, we'd get very touchy-feely. Invited me to go to a Korean spot like 2.30 one morning. We went, and like nothing happened, but it was a matter of, he kind of like, kept leaving the door open for me to make a move. And at that point, I wasn't out to the group of friends that included my ex. So you were like young. Like- I, like, yeah, I, this was probably five years ago initially when we first met. And then earlier this year, I was at a party and ended up going home really early and he hit me up and he's like, hey, I'm in your area. What are you up to? And I was like, oh, I'm home. Why don't you stop by? And like we ended up drinking and he, at this point, you know, I was, I've been living with my boyfriend for a while and was feeling comfortable. I was like, you know what? This guy and I, we're not that close. I'm going to make a move. And I touched his leg and he was into it. And long story short, ended up blowing him and he blew me. Um, (laughs) I can't really speak to enjoying the experience. It wasn't in terms of the actual sex. So I said I, I really enjoy the, the acts of sex earlier. This was one of those, th- those things I'm like, this is a great story, not just to share, but like I will look back fondly on these times. This is what's so, called a pity fuck. No, no, because it wasn't for him. <laughs> it was for me. I find such, I find it so amusing to like 
be the catalyst for who knows what his sexual journey will be now. And so I'm like, you know what? This is the first step, and I'm sending him on his way. And uh, <laughs> it's like the uh, the, the professor in the first scene of Pokemon that gives you the Pokemon. Like, go do what you, what, what you will. <laughs> you're the Pokemon of sex. Yeah. Oh, you're the um, Pokemon of gay sex. Of gay sex. So that was the first. The second one, we were. Um, can I ask a follow-up question? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so why would you, would you say it's not, it wasn't a great experience? I wasn't especially attracted to him. And was he, um, was and he like, bad at oral yeah, sex? Yeah, He's got to he, be shitty It was his it. first time. It just like it wasn't, it, it just like we didn't have sexual chemistry. And ordinarily, like that is like the one factor that is really important to me when sleeping with someone or having any sort of sexual encounter is we need to have chemistry. Mm. And we didn't. And this was more along the lines of like, I feel like you're struggling. Let me help you out, buddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. Got yeah. it. So the the second one, this is my favorite and my boyfriend's favorite. We were at a wedding of my boyfriend's friends in um, California last year, and we are, and we are at this wedding, and I'm on the dance floor, and randomly start talking to this girl, and we were talking. We'd actually gone to the same camp. We discovered years apart. We'd never known like an each overnight other. camp. Never night camp. And I, so I told her, "Oh, that's where I had my first gay experience, the one I told you guys about in the shower." And she goes, "Oh my God, my husband's been wanting to have his first gay experience for such a long time, and he had gone." He'd like signed up for an app and on Craigslist briefly, but he had always taken it down because he felt so uncomfortable about like the sketchiness of it, which I understand. Like if you've never had that type of situation before, like that's probably not inviting the best people in or the <laughs> yeah. ones that are really going to be. I wouldn't go to Craigslist. No. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, and so I, like I jokingly said, I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'll do it. And she's like, oh, let me go talk to him. I'm like, oh, I was kidding. So she brings him over to introduce me. Oh, my God. And she's God. like, you should let. So he had apparently always fantasized about sucking a guy's dick. <laughs> And she's like, but you do you know how healthy that is for a marriage to be able to articulate that to your partner? Blown away. Like I no pun loved intended. that couple so much. For you this. were blown away. No pun intended. Well, so long story short, she's like, she was the cheerleader. I was like, hey, I'm happy to be the, the, that the is one dick cool, that you that, blow. That is a cool lady. A cool wife, right? We should all be so lucky. And so he was thinking about it. So I was looking for my boyfriend to you know, play by the rules of, hey, let me tell you about the situation and ask for permission. I can't find him. She runs up and she goes, hey. My husband's going to do it, but he's like wary. So like it should be right now before he loses his nerve. So I'm like, all right, ask for forgiveness. So I go up and we go to, we go to the bridal suite bathroom. I'm sorry, the bridal suite bathroom closet, where I'm assuming the wedding dress had been hanging earlier that day. And he blew me to completion. Didn't want anything in uh, return. And really? at this point in time, my boyfriend's downstairs on the dance floor looking for me. And the guy's wife dances up to him saying, isn't it so cool that oh my God. your boyfriend's giving my husband his first gay experience? Oh, my Twitch. God. Yeah, so he goes, I guess that's cool. I'm learning about it now. So he, oh my God. the four of us all ended up dancing together all night. We had a great time. Oh, was, my God. It's like getting a back massage or something. It's just, it's hilarious that yeah. you can be so casual he, about this. He was surprisingly good, I have to say. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, is this your thing where like you tell guys it's your, if so. Like yeah, they really, had, that's a bunch of bullshit. It was like a conspiracy plot though because there was yeah. so much build up to that. Like there was no guarantee we were going to get to that point. But the next day at brunch, they came up. They're like, hey, what are you doing? Do you want to come by? I'm like, this was a one time thing. This is hilarious. Wait, do, do you, when you do that, first of all, I have two questions. One is, do you wear condoms? For blowjobs? Blow jobs? No. And two, and we'll, look at, uh, we'll figure, question that in a minute. And two, <laughs> like, what makes a good blowjob to another guy? Well, every, you know, everyone has their preferences, as I'm sure you would agree with. Any Never is had a, fine for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> any lips on I, a dick I actually is fine. don't know. I, yeah, I uh, would not know how, what I like. That's why I, when I worked at a gay bar, they used to say to me, you should be gay because gay guys can definitely tell each other what they want because they're both of the same sex. Yeah, I mean, from the perspective of now having given blowjobs, I so for me, what really works is a combination of hand movement, tongue, lips, and throat, where it's a matter, you know, in any oral sex, you're lazy if you're just using one motion back and forth. Ah. So for me, it's, it's, you know, a combination, if not a combination of all four of them, but like mixtures up. And, you know, everyone's different. Some people have really sensitive heads or shafts or balls. And so I don't think there is one great way to give a blowjob and I do think as you have repeat encounters with people you kind of realize what works for them like any other sexual technique thank you um, thanks for being that. honest about that I would say though you gotta be careful with the herpes and everything out there it doesn't yes. Are, it, does it cross your mind when you're getting a blowjob or giving one that they say this might lead to something well I um, blowjobs not as much so I, I, I do protected sex when it's penetrative mm -hmm. um, I, I'm not as nervous about blowjobs as maybe I should be but I also haven't heard anyone that I know personally that has gotten oral herpes from giving oral sex mm -hmm. um, but with and maybe I, I should ask you guys with herpes with the simplex don't you get one type of herpes from 
it's more from the sexual penetration, isn't it? Because it's the you have it in your body. It's all skin to skin. So, but because I know that with oral sex, a lot of times saliva kills what would ordinarily give you HIV if you were to. Yeah, oh, HIV, HIV yeah. is is is, is one that it, yeah, if it hits the air, usually it dies. That's what I also don't really tend to swallow, so I think that might make it easier. Mm. I'm not. I'm. I'm a terrible. Wait, what was that? I'm not a swallower. <laughs> Why do you say so, that with okay. a little, like, you no, should be because, ashamed of no, yourself? I, so this kind of ties into something I, I brought up to you guys earlier on um, before we started, where a bisexual standing in the gay community can be very isolating and lonely, um, where I don't necessarily feel like I fully fit into, like, a straight or a gay world. And Oh, interesting. So, like... Um, for example, I, so I don't bottom. I, I'm only a top when it comes to sex with men. Oh, you don't accept? I don't I don't take. Um, You're a catcher, not a pitcher. I'm a pitcher. You're a pitcher, not, not a, a catcher? catcher? Yeah. Have you oh. tried? Oh, I got that backwards. Um, I, yeah, I have tried working up to that point. It, it's just I don't have very pleasant feeling down there with anything. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's just a matter of people were doing it wrong. No, it's not. It's, it's an uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. Well, and so but, some people, they love some it. Some people, they love yeah, it, but it's still uncomfortable at the beginning. And, and you got to be super relaxed and you got to use a lot of lube and, and you got to drink a lot of tequila. <laughs> so maybe, all right. So maybe we'll do a seminar after this where I get more comfortable. But it's also a matter of like, <laughs> I'm not encouraging it. I'm just saying that it's not that easy. It's not for any woman or man to do that. I mean, I, I do. I wish I. I consider myself open and you know uninhibited, and it's something that like I would like to experience because people seem to really enjoy it, especially when I'm involved in the topping. And <laughs> it, it, it does feel like something I'm missing out on. So um, why don't you just try slowly with like a finger? I, I have, and it's just like it's a matter of just like no matter what's going on down yeah, there, I just, some nothing people, feels good. Some people do not like it, and, and so I, don't don't push it. Yeah, I, I, no pushing for me. That's very specific. <laughs> so to speak, um, don't push it. No, you're I, having a good time as it is. So it's just a matter of like because of like. You know, I don't bottom and I don't really, I don't like to swallow. Like I'm, I'm not proved by any means, but I guess I just like, I have, I, I find some elements of sex, not icky in terms of what they represent, but like, you know, sticky. And I'm just not the biggest fan of having come in my mouth or my throat. I'm like, neither the, am I. The, the first person <laughs> that goes, gave me a blowjob. Just nods. Yeah. Uh, the the yeah <laughs> the, the first, the first person that gave me a blowjob, maybe not the first, one of the first. She, she, I finish. She, she like she has it in her mouth, and like spits it out. And I go like, I'm so sorry. I apologize to her. She's like, Why are you apologizing? And I'm like, I would never want cum in my mouth. It's a fucking disgusting ass. I mean, I, unless the guy I, eats pineapple. No, I don't I'm just like, kidding. I don't even like it on my own hands. Like right. if I, I'm like if I, if I'm masturbating and it fucking goes on my hands, like Ugh, this is. Sick. You know that's I think glamorized by porn so much. They in porn you look at porn you think women are like oh come all over my face come in my eye sure come in every orifice. Women are not that into getting all their makeup all that stuff ruined. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean guys, I, I <laughs> honestly I don't like thing? watching that in porn. Like for me, I, I don't either. I, I get that shit out yeah, of here. It's great. Like I, and I, I'm also I do like watching a cum shot in both either porn or in person. I enjoy like that's something that turns me on. So maybe part of it is like I don't want it in my mouth so I can actually have you know the visual oh, pleasure of it. Um, but yeah, I, it's just that's so, a good discussion point. I got to tell you, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. To spit or swallow, that is the so question. neither. I just you know watch and then here's a paper towel or a, a not a paper towel. That come on, that's not helping. And you get you get you get a used bath towel that's a little damp. It wipes it right up. Perfect. So you don't get like turned on if some guy swallows your cum. No, I mean they seem to enjoy it, so yeah, good bully for them. They may no. be they may be doing because they think you think. I don't. See, I, I, I don't. I, I don't mind. Like I don't mind mine being swallowed. For me, it's just a matter of like, mm, good for mm, no, thank you. So, so, so for you, the, the semen goes in your mouth. Does it go? Does does he ejaculate in your mouth and then you spit it out? Or no, I just, just when he's ready, I just watch just, and it's like a hose, up. like yeah. firing it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking, Camel. Like a fire a hose. hose. It's just well, do you know what the other day we were we were traveling and we were in New York and Cam's in the shower and I'm looking at a, a picture frame on the wall and I swear there's a huge amount of cum on the picture frame. And I'm like, this is gross. I mean it could be art. Yeah. No, it, <laughs> no, was, it was on the exterior of the glass. On, yeah, someone jizzed on the picture frame. Some, for I, sure. he comes out, I go, What is that? He goes, Jizz on the glass. <laughs> By the way, great band name. Jizz on the glass. <laughs> yeah, better, better than shit in the, on the sheets. Shit on the sheets. Yeah. And I had an experience where there was a b- crusty blood on the sheets. Uh. And and we had to call. This is a hilarious experience, too. Two in the morning, we had called maintenance and you know, housekeeping. They, they sent an engineer up with a sheet. 
And my boyfriend's like, uh, no, 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 no. No, one sheet is not going to do it. If there's crusty blood on one sheet, that means none of the sheets were changed. We need to go down. He goes down to the to the laundry room of the hotel with the guy and comes up with like 25 sheets. And That's toys. what I should have done in San Francisco, just gone right down myself. Yes, you should yeah. have taken I, maybe, matters in your own hands. Or I could have just slept down there, maybe. Or slept in the laundry room altogether. <laughs> Uh, you say that, that's two experiences. That's two. Oh, yes, yes, got, yes. We so got many two tangents. more exciting stories. Oh, just one. Go. So the last one was I, um, I was visiting my grandparents last summer. Okay. For <laughs> I, I, I had gone, I'd gone to a wedding nearby and I came to spend a few days with them. And God, I hope they never hear this. I, uh, they live in a beach house about two blocks from the beach in New Jersey. And my grandfather had become friendly with the young lifeguard that worked that stretch of the beach. He was a guy a few years younger than me. Um, had career ambitions similar to mine. So she's like, hey, would you mind you know, chatting with him when you get here? This is so cliche. It, oh, the oh, young it's lifeguard. A, it's about to get so much worse. You have no idea. <laughs> so very long story short, we get super drunk and end up having this like moment that is almost identical to, you've seen Moonlight, right? The oh, film from a few years yeah. ago. Not like, actually, but so I gave him his first hand job on a beach at, like, at night. Uh, the dunes are there. The waves are there. Um, yeah. He had never. <laughs> I mean, he asked for career advice and I suppose that does count career advice yeah it, that, career, that counts it, it, that's yeah if you want to meet harvey weinstein this is what no, you need to no, do like, no no it was something that like he we'd been, we'd been together for like quite a few hours we'd gone to a bar we'd had some food and it was a matter of like we were just chatting on the beach and he admitted he would, had always been curious and i said look i am happy to help you out with your curiosity that's something you're interested <laughs> in and then after a while i was like yeah let's let's try it let's try it so do you, do you get uh, enjoyment out of this because of the fact that you're pleasing somebody? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, for me, I much in, I much more enjoy pleasing someone else during sex than my own physical pleasure. Like that is, oh, I think, wow. in the act what I enjoy, which is probably an ego thing when I say it out loud because it's a matter of like, yes, I got you there. High five me. No. Um, I, no, no I wish no. all guys would think this way. Yeah. Actually, David Foster Wallace talked about two different types of narcissists. And he says we kind of fall into either of those camps. So it's either the narcissist who is like, the pleasure is all about me. It's, it's so like the, it, he equated this, equated this to sex. He, it's the guy who wants to get off and then doesn't do anything for the other person. Uh, and the other type of narcissist is the one that can only get pleasure from the other person, like getting off, basically. Which is essentially being told like i am awesome thank i am awesome yeah. and then and then basically like i'm gonna i'm gonna finish you off and don't even come close to me you know oh i'm definitely not in that camp no no no, no, no. They're I, just, uh, those <laughs> are just extremes those are the, right, right, right. Those are like, the polarities no i i definitely enjoy getting someone off more than myself getting off but do I you doubly enjoy them together i only I, I only enjoy getting the other person off if i really care about the other person otherwise i'm like what the fuck are we doing here we're using we're using each other's bodies. Yeah, but I mean, but why are you using? Why not enjoying? I don't know. I don't. It's, just it's feel a good like question there. It doesn't feel like it because that's know. like because I, I, I do think that there is this unhealthy. And I'm not saying yours is unhealthy, but this unhealthy view of sex of you are using the other person to get to this point of completion or to orgasm. Whereas the way I enjoy it the most, it's no, we are utilizing and enjoying each other's bodies to mutually get ourselves to a place we cannot get to alone. Yeah, I I could see that be very enjoyable especially if I knew the other person was on the same page. I don't think I know enough people that want to engage sexually with me. You need a that, fuck buddy. Yeah, I don't have yeah. any fuck buddies like this. I have a good little black book here. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, he's got, I have addresses, if not names. So. <laughs> male and female. Take yeah. your pick. I kind of fit in the middle of those two. Like, really? Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely like receiving pleasure and i always think if i was gonna be gay i, I would not want to go down on a girl i'd be fine with them going down on me because you close your eyes you don't know who the hell's going down on you that's my theory <laughs> put that on a t-shirt <laughs> but the truth of the matter is is that like yeah i mean i i get off a lot of times on giving the other person pleasure too so i mean i'm kind of in, in the middle but i agree with cam that you kind of have to have some feelings otherwise you're like why am i doing this yeah i mean so my boyfriend's someone so you asked earlier, uh, I'm not sure if you did actually. So we're both in an open relationship, so we can each take advantage of that. I definitely do much more frequently than he does. I, I have a higher sex drive. He's also someone that if he's going to have a sexual encounter, he really does want to have that emotional connection with them. Like Cam. Yeah, which, yeah. Um, which I think is fine. Um, but yeah, there have been times where like we're, we're going to go out, we're going to have a threesome or we're looking for group sex. And so for me, it's a lot easier to kind of find someone. Because mm. usually when you're like out at the bar and 10 30 p.m. looking to have a threesome that night you're not gonna have a long time to compare cliff notes on your <laughs> life and feelings yeah. and so for me it's a matter of like oh who do 
who do I have enough chemistry with? And maybe I'm also someone that can kind of, I don't know, I feel like I can connect to someone's energy pretty early on and kind of get a feel for whether we would get along. So oh, I think may, maybe I'm not as discerning when it comes to like getting a background check on someone. Yeah. Well, are you at, are you at a gay bar though? You're not like this is not happening at like a regular restaurant. Like yes. you're not out to dinner when you're like, oh, well, okay. With, when I've been with him, I, we've only ever picked up people at gay bars. I have picked up a male female couple alone at a regular bar once. Wow. Um, that, that that one. Yeah. Let's that, hear how that go. Yeah. So my boyfriend was out of town that weekend, and this was we were living together in our old place, and I went out to the local bar. Um, and it was, it was, early, it was like a Saturday night, but I'd gone, I went for dinner. So I was just like having, you know, a burger and a drink and was going along. I brought a book with me and ended up meeting this couple that had just moved to the neighborhood and we were just chatting for a while and like, they were great. We just, we clicked immediately and we ended up just having a lot of drinks together. And, you know, as you can tell, I'm a pretty open book or for, for the right person. And so sex came up pretty early and they informed me that they were, um, they were by and they like bringing people home and long story short, after like two hours at the bar, I invited them back to my place and, we had like a six-hour threesome, and I, I had to usher them out because my dad was coming over. Oh, oh my god! To spend the night, he was crashing with me, and so like, oh my god! So like when oh we went back god. to my place, it was a matter of like, oh, we have plenty of time because my dad was getting in super late. And then after a while, I was like, oh shit, we need a shower. And then in the shower, more fun happened, and it was just. And your dad's like, why are there men's and women's no. panties on Luckily, the ground? Luckily, my, my my dad was staying in the guest room, very far away from my bedroom. So Can you was... imagine though if he found like a woman's pair of Victoria's Secret underpants, and then there's a boxers? You know, I mean, by, by that probably point, he, assumed it was his boxers. He, he knew I was by by that point, so it would have been fine. Um, Speaking of your parents. Yeah, so what was the sex like? Sex talk like with them? I'm really glad you added yeah. talk into that <laughs> sentence. Um, I don't really remember having a sex talk with my parents. Okay. Ever. Um, not to say it didn't happen, just if it did, it, probably, it didn't really register. I mean, you know, at this age, too, you learned so much about sex. from you know, the, I had the internet when I was growing up, and we had pretty decent sex ed program at my school so I don't know if it was necessarily necessary but my my mom was definitely more comfortable talking about sex with either my dad do you have brothers and sisters I have a younger brother he and I actually came out to him first uh. um, before my parents actually he is kind of the reason I came out to my parents not by my choosing I, oh, I, wow. I, I had told him is he gay no he's straight I had told him that I was bi and then a few weeks later we were hiking with my parents so one of his best friends is gay and my parents were making this joke about oh hey when you're hanging out at his place you keep the door open ha 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 my brother looks at me kind of has this mischievous grin looks at my parents and he goes one day you're going to recall this conversation and you're going to feel really stupid oh what a smart brother i got just uh, shivers all over yeah i had shivers for a different reason um <laughs> and my, my parents are like because you know, essentially he was, he was telling a joke where the setup was me coming out and so my parents are like what are you talking about and how, he starts wait, laughing. How old was this? Your parents, I was 28. Yeah, how do your parents not understand? I mean, well, I, so my, I, I started coming out to my friends when I was about 25. Because um, that's around the time I started feeling comfortable with it. I, so when I first moved, I moved out to LA when I was 22. And my first few years out here, I was only, I was hooking up with guys, but it was purely sexual. Um, there were, I had no interest in dating. There was nothing emotional. So for my mindset, I didn't see the point of coming out to my parents because I didn't see a universe where I would ever date a guy. So why would I tell my parents about my sexual choices, yeah. right, my preferences? Right. Um, and then one of my good friends who I grew up with, who ended up being gay, kind of told me to push myself out of my comfort zone. Like, try going on one date with a guy. I was like, okay, fine. And I actually really enjoyed it. There was just, it's very, very different from dating women, at least for me, just what the, the connection is. And, um, and it was something I enjoyed. So now I was open to this, which is why I told my brother, because I didn't want ah. him, I didn't want him finding out from someone if like I, you know, it, it's a small community out here to a point. So I, I just didn't see the need to tell my parents until that point. And then, so I, my brother's laughing and they go, what's so funny? And I go, well, it's funny because I'm buying, he knows and you don't. So ha ha ha. So my mom took it in stride. I, I think she may have suspected to a point. My dad thought I was kidding for like half an hour. And then <laughs> as I discussed more of it, he goes, wait, you're serious? And he's like, I have to sit down for a second. Oh, wow. And like no judgment whatsoever. It was just a, a complete shock to him. Um, and again, my mom is more comfortable dealing with sex than my dad is. So I think like, it almost, it, my, my sexuality or my sex life was an avenue that my dad didn't really have interest in discussing. And then finding out it was a two-way street. 
Yeah. That was just like double the baggage. Yeah. But my mom afterwards, so she's a therapist and she was saying like, I have so many questions I want to ask you out of curiosity, but I feel uncomfortable because you're my son. And I said, you know what? Just, just ask. Oh. Um, and we, we had a much more frank conversation. You know, something I appreciate so much about what you guys are doing is bringing this sex positive vibe to the table in a familial way where I think families would be so much more comfortable and so much happier if they could just discuss sex freely and frankly. And I really admire what you guys and Thank appreciate you. what you guys Thank are you. doing. That is our goal. Thank you. Speaking of parents. <laughs> well, so where do you stand with them right now? Um, and and, and how, what would happen if we got them on the phone right now? Uh, my parents are fantastic. I mean, they, they adore my boyfriend. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, we're actually having our families are meeting for the first time for Thanksgiving. We're hosting oh. this year. Oh, my God. So our parents have never met. No, my parents are incredibly chill. Um, I, I, I really lucked out and hit the lottery there. They could not be more accepting or appreciative. Okay. So do you talk about sex with them today or no? Um, not like specific. I mean, they know I'm in an open relationship. Gotcha. Um, and I think it's along the lines of like, again, I think my mom is curious and she would ask more questions. If let's give her a subject. call. Let's, right. let's give mom a call. All right. We're giving her a call. Hey, bud. Hey, how are you doing? Good. Is mom there with you? She is. I am. Okay. Hi, mom and dad. It's Karen Lee and Cam Potter. We're uh, the hosts of a, a show called Sex Talk with My Mom. How are you guys? Hi. Uh, great. We're doing well. Yeah, thanks. We have had such a fun time chatting with your son over here, and we thought we'd have more fun giving you a call, getting you in on this. We would love to hear from your perspective what it was like, what it's like right now, actually, having a son as open as he is about his sexuality and his relationships. Sure. Well, he's always been, you know, open and outgoing about everything, so... Um, you know, after 31 years, we're kind of used to that. Um, uh, that said, you know, at the time, um, it was, it was later in life for, for, you know, when you normally kind of hear that kind of news. And so it was a bit of surprise, but I mean, we're, you know, we're obviously very comfortable with it. We, we love and support him and, and, uh, you know, we're equal opportunity, uh, parents, I guess is the way we kind of match yourself That's so, so yeah. awesome i asked a lot of questions right Matt? <laughs> <laughs> yes um because because that's the kind of relationship we have and then which we love by the way this is our mission you. of this podcast is to open up this relationship between parents and kids to be able to speak about anything but, but yeah and that and that's again like matt's father said Matt has always been open with us and um, and we sit down and we have discussions and so that and we all usually hear about everything. I don't think we hear about everything as much. No, this is an iceberg situation. (laughs) (laughs) You think you see it all. Yeah, and we're and we're fine. I will will sink your Titanic. Well, you know what, though, it's, it's, uh, you know, you know, we don't want to hear, you know, our other son is is with is heterosexual and we don't want to hear about what you know his sex life any more than we want to hear about so i mean i have have diagrams of hearing is the problem (laughs) (laughs) so you know why 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 is that dad why do you not want to hear about their sex life i'm just not that i i don't it's it's not that it it, it bothers i just i don't know i just not interested in i want I, i want to hear more about the relationship and 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 the work and the creativity and all the stuff that I don't know. I, I just I'm not interested. I mean, if, if if Matt wanted to talk about that and and if because he had questions or concerns, I'm definitely you know listen. There's nothing that he can't come to me about that I wouldn't talk to him about. But I just don't see one of those you know that again. I just you know just the same way. I didn't know what my parents were doing. Didn't care. I don't think that that's the kind of thing that. Uh, now that said, you know you know we're talking about an adult child. If this was, you know, you know, rewind 15 years ago, um, maybe I'd be more open to it because, you know, you know, as a father, you know, that's what you're there for, you know, for your kids. But I think at 31, there's not a whole lot I'm going to be able to help him out with at this point. But if you wanted, I could help you. You could probably. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. So there you go. One more question, which is the way we end all of our podcasts. We ask our guests if they've ever walked in on a parent having sex or if the parent has ever walked in on them having sex. Yes. Yes. Oh, so well, we're, we're going to yes on both ends. We're going to hear from Matt first. Wait. What? <laughs> oh boy. Well, how about his sexual act? I'll have to say yes. 
recently. Oh, wow. When I was 13, what? I had just gotten a TV for my birthday and stayed up late on a Friday night. God, this is so clear in my mind. <laughs> watching uh, TNT's Monster Vision, which they would do old horror movies um, late into the night and stayed up later than I usually would. And we only had, so, you know, we had an electric toothbrush with multiple heads and we only had one toothbrush. So I would always, always brush my teeth in my parents' room. And so, you know, it's time to go to bed and I figure, oh, they're, they're sleeping. I'm going to sneak in really quickly and, and uh, grab the toothbrush. Well, I didn't have to worry about being too quiet because it was rather loud in that room. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And what did you do? Uh, grabbed the toothbrush, brushed the teeth in my teeth in my bathroom, brought it back, and then the next morning at breakfast told them, I know what you did last night. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so did you see anything? No, just no, heard? no, no. But in my mind, I saw Monty. <laughs> <laughs> and so parents, what, did you walk in on him at any point? Oh, yeah, no. like just a few months ago. Oh, oh my God! Kind of, yeah. Um, yeah Wait, that was, seriously? Yeah, you did. Not I me. did. Go ahead. T- t- tell them the well, context them. of it. I mean, it's I, beautiful. I, I, it's, it's a George Costanza moment. <laughs> totally. Uh, um, it was a split second. Matt was visiting us here by himself, and uh, must have really missed uh, his partner a lot. <laughs> don't, don't forget the setup. It was Mother's Day. <laughs> Okay. That's what people do on Mother's Day. Go on. <laughs> and in, my, in in his mother's office, actually. <laughs> Where I was staying, there was a bed in there. I, I was, it wasn't just getting. It was a food context. Oh. Is everything? Oh yeah. my God! Your patients are sitting down on the couch not, after not, that. Not, was not, not anymore. We, no. <laughs> we see that. I see them in the living room now. Um, <laughs> So it was a split second, and uh, you know, the the next day we smiled, and that was it. That that was no, it. No, wait, no discussion. Like what? Who? What? Where? And who was that? No, no. no it was. I, I was very alone. If you catch my drift. <laughs> oh, I thought that. The, okay, I get it. Well, he, you know, he was alone. She well, was there is time. there is one story that you guys didn't witness the act, but the aftermath I thought was actually funnier. Do you remember this when I'm t- in Tucson? <laughs> Uh, they're like why did I get on this podcast no <laughs> Lord help it's okay me. we were we okay. were now you don't want to talk about it no I don't remember but was it oh uh, long story short we were all staying in the same house um, in Tucson Arizona I had gone out with friends that night and I um, actually a few of the friends had come in and I had been very casually spending time with a young lady who my mom did not approve of it because she said she had bad skin. Uh, <laughs> I understand. It, it, there was a, Are there you was sure a it's us? Oh, the, oh you'll, you'll remember this in a moment. <laughs> so we all go out. They go to bed. The next morning, they go out. They come up downstairs or they come out to the kitchen. And they're already displeased because they see another car in the driveway, oh, meaning someone oh, slept here. I know. So then <laughs> I, I walk downstairs. I'm yeah, dressed. Wait, what? what? <laughs> I don't have any recollection of this. In, in your house? And two, uh, oh, we, to, we, not slept, too many details, we, we slept there. You guys slept in there. We were room. staying overnight. Yes. And okay. I slept in my roommate's room. And so right. I came down. There was no downstairs upstairs. It was, there was a downstairs upstairs. <laughs> I, okay. I lived there. Okay. Uh, so I, I come down wearing a white t-shirt. And unfortunately, the evening before, the young lady had been a bit aggressive. And so I go to get uh, okay. for coffee. And my mom stands up and angrily leaves the room. And I turn to my I, dad and so I, go, I, I go, what? And he I goes, look at your shirt. And there were blood, bloody claw marks bleeding through the white T-shirt. No aggressive. Way. What? What was that? Holy shit! Yeah, what, what was, was yeah, that? What was that? Oh, you with a, a mountain lion? <laughs> the dad goes, "What was that?" Look, she. Uh, she we we had just seen X Men Three. She was getting into the, the, the role playing a bit. Was and, she a uh, real cougar or something? <laughs> In- no, no. She was. Some, she was something. Story, right? She was something. But uh, no, so then I remember my dad later before we drove back up, he goes, I just be careful about rubbing your sex life into your mother's face, which phrasing probably isn't exact. Um, but yeah, that was. That is hysterical. I had just had sex in the hot tub outside of the well, room. Well, we might have. A we, week before we, we, with someone else. Oh, so my God. It, it, it was a rough month. I hope that answered all your questions. <laughs> you have answered all of our questions. It has been a delight having you on the show. Thank, Thank you guys you. for coming on. Yeah, we appreciate your honesty. And, and uh, we're right. thankful that you're doing this. Yeah. I, I think it's oh. important. Oh, well, we appreciate it. Okay. I'll, I'll call you for damage control later. Bye. 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 So, Matt, 
how do you feel having had the sex talk a second time or or like a, a more how do you how how did that yeah. call make you feel great i mean i again when i said i appreciate so much of what you guys are bringing to the table i have definitely seen my relationship with my parents improve over the last few years as just as my sexuality has developed and evolved, I've had to kind of clue them into it. And with them being more comfortable with that, everything seems more comfortable. I do what my dad said is true. I do feel I can come to him and to my mother as well with anything. Awesome. And I just feel so fucking lucky for you that. Are, and they you, sound like they adore you. So you I know. mean, come on. <laughs> How could you not? Yeah, too bad this is not a visual thing because he's adorable. <laughs> and it's, your parents sound adorable. Yes. Yep. Dude, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Yeah. This was a blast, guys. Thank you, so thank you again. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.